All right, folks, it's the Buckeye Daily Blitz. I am Tito Jeff Fiddle. Thanks so much for tuning in. Follow me on the X at that happens where you find me there. Um, go to the fantasysports.com website. Download the app free for Apple and Android users, both um, fantasy sports app. Go check it out. Round the clock program. Lots of great things we have out there from a number of hosts across the country uh, covering various teams, various regions. Go check it out, though. Obviously, Facebook group, fantasy sports Facebook uh, group as well. Interact with hosts and other fans. All right. Ohio State, number three in the country, takes on number seven, Penn State, this week at noon. Fox, big noon kickoff. And then it was also announced that the Wisconsin game next week will be on primetime. That's on the, I think, 28th. That, yeah, 28th of October. Um, we have 7.30 kickoff on uh, in primetime on NBC. Okay. Uh, Buckeyes dominated Purdue. And uh, it was announced before the game that Mayan Williams was not going to play. They thought Travion Henderson might play. He did not play he was ruled out also and then early in the game you also had um uh another injury at running back there that hurt ohio state and so um it was uh chip Trainum, uh concussion protocol potentially we'll talk about that though also so the top three running backs out of the game number two receiver who would be a number one on every other team in college football emeka buka he also missed the game and ohio state still dominated the offensive lines and defensive lines were the key in this game for ohio state and they uh, completely annihilated Purdue on both sides of the ball. Purdue had injuries on the defensive line and offensive line both that hurt them, but um, the offensive line wasn't really tested. So it was great to see Ohio State get to be able to run the ball effectively, but it's not like Purdue posed much of a challenge for the Buckeyes in this game. So um, good for Ohio State getting the win and all that. Uh, the uh, Dallin Hayden came in and played. He's, he's a guy that last year, if you remember the Maryland game, had a big game as a freshman. And somebody that I think has got a lot of potential, Ryan Day, recently talked about the, the ultimate goal is to uh, redshirt him this year. This was the second game playing. You play four games, and then you can still be redshirted. So this was the second game. He had 11 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Played very well. Not sure about running back status going into the Penn State game. We'll talk more about that later in the week as we get more information. Ryan Day speaks to the media. Um, it'll be on Tuesday, I believe, this week. And so we'll hear what he has. Or Tuesday or Wednesday, one day, we'll find that out. We'll see what he says about the running back situation there, if Mayan Williams and if Travion Henderson are available, and also the status on Chip Tram. Uh, Xavier Johnson came in, the, the block O player for Ohio State this year, played some running back and receiver. He also had five carries for 39 yards and also caught a pass for 21 yards. On the offensive side, Marvin Harrison Jr. does what Marvin Harrison Jr. does, the 100-yard day. Six catches, 105 yards. Carnell Tate, three for 79. Kate uh, Stover, he's going to continue to play a big role on this team, especially if running backs are out. He's going to be a, a great safety valve um, for Kyle McCord. He had four catches, 53 yards. Brandon Ennis only caught one pass. The freshman, 58 yards. It was a touchdown from Devin Brown. Uh, McCord finished going 16 out of 28 for 276 yards and three touchdowns in the win. Defensive side of the ball, uh, Jack Sawyer had a sack and a half. So did uh, JTT. Cody Simon and Tommy Eichenberg. Each had eight total tackles to lead the team. So on the offensive side of the ball, to put a bow on this, um, oh, let's go defense first. Hudson Card and Bennett Meredith, the quarterbacks for Purdue, went 14 for 35, which is it's hard to go that bad in college football today with how much they favor and how much they give advantages to the passing games and the offenses. 14 for 35. Hudson Card, a former really big-time recruit that went to Texas. Big things expected of him this year. Ohio State shut him down. 14 for 35. 
134 yards. That's 3.8 yards per pass attempt. Uh, Purdue rushed for 123 yards on 35 attempts. That is uh, three and a half yards a carry. So um, offensively, Ohio State, they did something different, mixed things up a little bit. When they got down by the goal line, they brought in Devin Brown. This was designed runs for him. He ran for a touchdown, later on passed for a touchdown. Also had, though, a critical fumble. Not critical. He had a fumble at the one-yard line of Purdue that resulted in a turnover. But I like the fact they're thinking outside the box and trying to find other ways to get people involved to try to be more effective scoring uh, touchdowns down in the red zone area. So uh, kudos to Ryan Day and Brian Hartley for that. I'm curious to see how they will do it against Penn State. Speaking of Penn State, uh, they've got a great defense, by the way. Um, According to Athletic, they are first in the nation in total defense with 193.7 yards per game allowed. That's a very low number. They allow 3.4 yards of play, um, right around 120 yards passing per game for their team. Uh, the pass attempt, I told you Purdue was 3.5. I think, what did I say? Three point, let me check the Purdue's number again so I should get it right. Um, Purdue was 3.8 yards per attempt, which is terrible. And Penn State's allowing three point uh, 4.6. They're also third in the nation rushing defense, 72 and a half yards a game. So Ohio State's offense will be tested. This could be a very low-scoring game at noon when they kick off at the horseshoe for Ohio State, Penn State. Um, Ohio State, though, kudos to their defense again. Look, defense looks great. They, um, and this is according to True Media, Ohio State's only allowing 6.6% explosive play rate on defense. So they call explosive plays if you throw a pass, if, if the pass play that goes from 16 yards or more or in a running play, 12 yards or more. And Ohio State last year was 26th in the country. This year, they're first. Huge. This defense is going to be the difference in why this team, I believe, will compete for a national championship. They'll be in the playoff, in my opinion. So that's what's going to be the key for this team. Because when the offense struggles, which they have sometimes this year, having that kind of defense who can um, give you a field position advantage, which is huge, and also create turnovers. Now, they didn't create any turnovers against Purdue, didn't need to, a lot of three and outs, a lot of pressures on the quarterback, forced Purdue to make decisions, and forced Purdue's offense to look uncomfortable. So, uh, Jim Knowles, uh, I'll hear from this week also, I'm sure. We'll talk more about that as we get later in the week, and we'll preview Penn State more. But the the game against Purdue might have been their most, might have been their most complete game, most dominating game this season. And I look, struggled against Maryland. The other games like Western Kentucky, I know they dominated that one, but Western Kentucky's not that good. So I don't know how much stock we put into that. It was a good get-right game for Ohio State, but Ohio State dominated Purdue. Purdue came out and looked like they had no chance whatsoever in this game. Ohio State, uh, the defense dictated the action and made it impossible to where Purdue looked very frustrated on offense throughout the game and uncomfortable. All right, let's look kind of at the – National landscape now in college football because October 31st is when we'll see the first college football rankings, college football playoff rankings come out. And right now it looks like Georgia's going to be Georgia's uh, their two-time defending champ, but and they're number one in the country right now in the polls. They look very average to me, a little better than average, but they're not like elite this year. I'm not sure if there's an elite team in college football. Um, it was just announced that. Their best, their, their best offensive weapon, uh, all-world projected first-round pick tight end Brock Bowers is going to have surgery on his ankle, and they don't have a time frame for his return yet. They he's doing something called and it's they're doing a different kind of surgery on the ankle that normally they would do. They're doing something called tightrope surgery, and what that means is 
um, they have uh, surgical thread instead of metal screws in, and that's supposed to accelerate the recovery time. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, when he was in Alabama, he had a similar thing done when he had an ankle injury. He was out for about a month. So we'll see what happens with Brock Bowers. But Brock Bowers is the key to that team offensively. Him missing time, and he's got a really tough stretch coming up. The early part of their schedule was very easy. Tough stretch coming up to close the season. We'll see how long he's out, how that affects Georgia. Michigan, probably the number two team in the country. They keep on rolling. Um, they haven't really played anybody yet. Uh, Ohio State still with their victory over Notre Dame is the best victory in the Big Ten so far to this point. So uh, Michigan gets uh, Sparty in East Lansing on Saturday. Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan State obviously very down this year, having all kinds of struggles. We'll see what happens in that game. Michigan should roll there, though. And it's, it's going to come down to, look, it used to be big two and little eight, and now it's big three and little 11, I guess, um, because Penn State's in that mix as well. Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State all playing each other still this year, and that's going to decide who wins this conference. I hope to God it's not a three-way tie. I don't want to see that happen, but, you know, Ohio State getting Penn State here this week could get a leg up there on those three teams as they figure out who will be the team that wins the Big Ten East and goes on to face Iowa, it looks like, in the Big Ten West, which is also pathetic because Iowa knocked off Wisconsin 15-6, to and uh, Iowa's offense is terrible. Their defense is carrying them. doesn't matter what Iowa. If Iowa wins the Big Ten West and gets to the championship game, they're going to lose by 25 to 30 points against either Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State, hopefully Ohio State. But Iowa is just not that good, and they suck on offense. But they are uh, in place right now. They control their own destiny as far as it goes as far as it goes with the Big Ten West and representing the Big Ten West in the conference championship game after defeating Wisconsin. Okay, um, number four, Florida State this week, host number 16, Duke. Uh, they're a big-time favorite. Duke, uh, you know, having a banner year in football for them. That should be a fun game to watch. Number five, Washington and Michael Penix. They welcome Arizona State uh, after, you know, their big win over Oregon. Washington Michael Penix looked great in that game down to the, stri- down the end. Pac-12, when you've got Washington, you've got Oregon, uh, USC, I know, we'll talk about them, but whatever. Um, you got Oregon State, you got Washington, you got a lot of good uh, UCLA, you got a lot of decent schools in there as far as in the mix. It looks like it's going to be like probably, if I had to bet, I would say Washington, Oregon, and a rematch in the Pac-12 championship game with a potential CFP berth on the line at that point. Uh, UCF, uh, Central Florida's at number six, Oklahoma. Might be a trap game for Oklahoma. They look good lately. But this is going to be a tougher game for Oklahoma, I think, than most people realize. Uh, Notre Dame is now ranked 15th in the AP. They're off this week after destroying USC. And for Ohio State fans, every time Notre Dame gets a big-time win, it's good. If I'm an Ohio State fan, I want Notre Dame win every game going out. Makes that win at Notre Dame a couple weeks ago look so much better. Um, okay, recruiting-wise, Blake would be a quarterback. He's a four-star. He committed to Ohio State over the weekend. He's from Baltimore. He is the number nine cornerback overall in this recruiting cycle, according to 24-7 Sports. And he's 5'11". He had a top five school list back in September at Ohio State, Tennessee, Clemson, Oregon, Alabama in it. So that's a good get for the Buckeyes for the class of 2024. Get another cornerback in there. They can't get enough guys. And like I always said, I love it when they get somebody like this because that's somebody Jim Knowles wants. And Jim Knowles says, this guy can fit my defense. So, excited about that. Um, Jordan Seaton's the last one we're kind of looking at for the class of 2024. He is the number two offensive lineman in the country. He's 6'5". He's 287 from down in Florida. 
And I, I don't think they'll get him. It kind of feels like he's going to go somewhere else, but um, we'll see what he does. But that's that would be a huge get for Ohio State. We'll see if they can somehow push and make that happen. Switching gears now, men's basketball. Now, like I said, we'll talk more about Penn State later in the week, I promise you. We'll do more of a preview on that and more of a deep dive. We'll hear from Ryan Day, hear from Jim Knowles, see what they have to say uh, post-Purdue, pre-Penn State. AP Top 25 comes out, men's basketball. Ohio State, uh, not ranked, which I expected. I still think they'll be in the tournament. I still think they've got a chance to make it to the Sweet 16. I love this team. I love Chris Holman, but they aren't ranked in the Top 25. Uh, Kansas, Duke. Purdue, Michigan State, Marquette, they're the top five. So you got a couple of Big Ten schools in that top five, actually the top four. Uh, Ohio State's first big game this year will be Texas A&M. And uh, at the shot at Value City Arena, they're hosting A&M. It's the first part of a home-and-home with them. Game exclusively on Peacock, so be ready for that. But number 15 is where Texas A&M checks in in the poll. Future Big Ten member USC checks in at 21. Um, Alabama's 24, another team on Ohio State schedule this year. Illinois, 25. Wisconsin was 26 among the schools. They were the top school receiving votes that did not make it in. But um, super close now. We're a little more than a week out before less than a week out, right? Uh, about a week out from the Ohio State exhibition against Dayton. Um, and then uh, after that, we're going to have the Ohio State season get underway. They'll play Oakland and they'll play AM in that game. Can't wait for that. Lots of updates coming this week on men's basketball women's basketball and obviously we'll do a lot more college football talk as we get into it follow me on the x at that happens by the way go download the fan stream sports app it is free apple and android users i'm telling you there's so much great content on this site we are fan stream sports powered by dsp media this has been the buckeye blitz talk to you again soon have a great day